Full Moon, Howling, Lycanthrope, Dogman and Werewolf. Welcome to this week's episode of the My Slice of Life podcast where we are going to be talking all things werewolf this week. But they're only mythical, right? They don't really exist. Or do they? I want to start this topic, as I often do, looking at the history of the subject and where do these things, these creatures actually come from? Who made them up? Who came up with them first? And I've been through quite a few websites and one of the best ones I found is actually called owlcation.com and they really say that this concept of the werewolf is older than vampires, which I covered in a previous episode. So this goes back even further than that. Okay, so the first mention of werewolves, you're going back to Sumerian times, like we're talking 2000 BC. Have you ever heard of the Epic of Gilgamesh? Apparently there was some Sumerian warrior type guy and there was a mention there of the goddess of fertility and love called Ishtar who had apparently transformed her former lover into a wolf and from all the records that I can see that's the first mention of man being transformed into wolf but by far it's not the only one. In ancient Greece lichen the term lichen, that originates from a character, I don't know if it's, I'm just going to, it's L-Y-C-A-O-N, is it lycan, lyson, I'm not sure, but this comes from Greek mythology, and he was a king who had the honour of um, receiving Zeus, the ruler of the gods, as a guest at his palace. Now, he thought it would be a good idea to serve Zeus the remains of a sacrificial victim, and the the king, Zeus, did not take kindly to this at all. And he apparently said that if this Lycon guy wished to promote the eating of human flesh, then he should do so in a more appropriate form. And then Zeus apparently transformed this king into a wolf and his sons as well. So that's the, the ancient Greek side. Now don't forget we have the Romans too. We all know the story of Romulus and Remus abandoned as babies. And um, at some point, I wouldn't say rescued by a she-wolf, but at least suckled on a she-wolf. And they've even got monuments and statues showing this to this day. So this link between man and wolf is certainly not new. There's another tale which tells of a reclusive tribe known as the Nurai who lived near the river. I think it's Naryu. Nari, N-A-R-E-W, I cannot pronounce these, I'm sorry, but it's apparently in what today we know as Poland, and according to this legend, these Nurai, this tribe, they transformed into wolves about once a year and remained in that form for several days. Now the ancient Greeks and the Romans believed that wolves only howled at a full moon. Now of course this isn't true, we know that, but is there some link to this that when they see a full moon then they hear the howling, they thought that was the only time it would happen, so are they linking dots that don't need to be linked? Not sure, but I did think it was interesting that it's mentioned so many times in ancient Greece, ancient Roman times, and in fact also in medieval times. Now this was new to me, I did not know this. Uh, The legend of the werewolf in the Middle Ages. Have you heard of this? Now this was all across Europe. And there were stories of, you know, you've you've had like the women, mainly women, who were accused of being witches. Well, apparently in 
medieval Europe, men were accused of being wolves or turning into wolves and hunting and causing all sorts of mayhem. And they were actually put on trial and executed for suspected lycanthropy. So if you thought, somebody thought you were a werewolf, you were put on trial and executed for that. Now in those days, werewolves, like witches, they were believed to be in league with the devil. And if you were accused... You could be charged with cannibalism, killing the livestock, the abduction and murder of children. And all it really took for this conviction of lycanthropy was the testimony of just a couple of neighbours or local authorities. Didn't have to be very many people, apparently. A lot of the people who, a lot of the men who were accused, they were found to be beggars, people who lived alone, or immigrants even. Basically people, you can understand in those days, anything that they didn't understand they were frightened of, and that seems to be who they targeted. Now, there is a very well-known case of a German werewolf. I say very well-known. I think I'd heard of it, but I'm not even sure, again, how to pronounce his name. My German is not great. Known as the Bedberg werewolf, which is a town in Germany, and it's a case, or supposed case, of lycanthropy, uh, which involves a man called Peter, is it Stubbe? S-T-U-B-B-E. Now, this is a guy, he was a farmer in the 16th century. He was accused and found guilty of, apparently, just horrific crimes, which he is alleged to have done while he was in the form of a wolf. Now, apparently the trial happened after weeks of disappearances, brutal killings. First it was cattle and and livestock and then later it was villagers and then children and even young women went missing. The townsfolk apparently believed the murderer walked amongst them as a man by day but transformed into a savage beast at night and this guy Peter he was a respectable member of the community wealthy farmer with sons of his own and he actually murdered one of his own sons. At his trial, Peter Stubbe, I hope, he claimed that he could transform into a giant wolf by night with eyes that, quote, sparkled like brands of fire and that there was a power granted him by a magic belt he discovered at the age of 12. But apparently the belt was never found. Nobody ever saw this belt, so I don't know where that came from. He was executed in 1589. Now, according to this website... Um, they say that he was strapped to a cartwheel, flayed alive and decapitated and then his body was set on fire. So that's one story of a guy who actually went, yeah, I turned into a wolf at night and I've killed all these people, including my son. Another site that I, I did see, they said that he he was obsessed with eating human flesh. Work that out. I don't know, it's weird. Now there's another story, another well-known one apparently, called Hans the Werewolf, who was an 18-year-old tried and convicted of lycanthropy in 17th century Estonia. At his trial, this guy Hans apparently confessed to hunting whilst in wolf form, claiming that he'd become a werewolf two years before after being bitten by a man in black. The judge asked Hans a number of strange questions about his condition, such as whether he felt like a man or beast when he transformed. The court eventually ruled that Hans was guilty of engaging in black magic, even though there was no evidence against him, but he said, for some reason, he kind of went, yeah, I'm a wolf. There was no evidence, but he was tried and killed as well. Now, with a lot of things we talk about in medieval times, and 
you know, before that in ancient times as well. Is it possible that some of these accusations come across because they just don't understand medical conditions the same way we do? Could, and some of the theories that are out there say, could some of these cases just really be rabies? Could it just be a case of someone, somebody has contracted rabies, which I don't know all the signs and symptoms, but apparently you can have real aggression, fever, hallucinations, adverse reaction to light, bright light and water. Maybe that's what was causing some of it. Could it just be another form of mental illness? Did people have some sort of psychotic illness, you know, schizophrenia, where they were believing that they could turn into a wolf, where they hallucinating these things and then reporting, you know, I'm turning into a wolf and that was enough for them to be tried and killed. I'm sure there's some cases where this has probably happened, but again, in those days, they wouldn't have understood what that was all about. So even just from that very brief history of the werewolf, you can see that the history of them, it stretches way back. We're talking like ancient Babylon, all the way up to nowadays, where they're on our screens, in our books, in the literature, all the time and they're just accepted now as a part of folklore, a part of mythology and a big part of fiction that everybody just seems to enjoy. I mean one of my favourite film of all time is Dog Soldiers which it's been out long enough I can say it now you know you've got this troop of soldiers who come up against a pack of werewolves and that is my favourite film of all time and I've, I've watched it loads of times. Now I first saw that and just thought yeah werewolves great you know, who doesn't like a werewolf? They're like vampires, they're just fictional. But are they? Now, you might laugh, go ahead and laugh. I've been finding out some very strange things and I want to share them with you now. Now, if you're interested in this kind of topic, you've probably searched cryptids on podcasts and YouTube and things like that. And I only found this out in the last few months, just before Christmas, I think. This has gone out just beginning of March, so it's not that long. There are loads and loads of people coming forward saying they have encountered a real werewolf or dogman. And I separate them because apparently there is a difference. It seems to be the werewolves are shapeshifters, so they will transform into the wolf, whereas a dogman is a creature which is always like that, whether it has the head of a wolf or some type of, I've heard it mentioned that it was like a German shepherd, an Alsatian, and the head and the body of a man. That has been reported, believe it or not. And when I first heard it, I thought, yeah, what? But I've now heard so many reports, it's actually made me question a lot about what is out there, really, that we don't know about. And I want to share a couple of the things that I found out with you. Now, I just had a very quick look at Reddit. Okay, just to give you some examples. And if you live in Wisconsin in America, well done and good luck because apparently Wisconsin is a hot spot for dogman sightings. Okay, so there's a Reddit user and the name goes by STPFan9295. Very strange. They say in 2005 or 2006, they were about 11 or 10 years old at the time and went out to visit the grandparents. Uh... It's southeast of Green Bay and they had a lot of farmland there. Now they say their own grandparents had a few acres of land and on the far right corner of their yard there's a thick patch of woods and a swamp that goes on for a bit before hitting another farm field. Now this person was standing on the back deck just shooting cans with a BB gun, you know, as a 
10, 11 year old would. Hot July morning, really hot and muggy. All that morning while they were outside, they'd had the really eerie feeling that they, they couldn't shake. They felt like they were being watched, but every time they'd look over, they couldn't see anything. So I'm going to go to their entry on Reddit and, and read you what they say. I just kept going back to shooting cans when I felt the feeling again. I started scanning the tree line of the woods this time and that's when I saw it. It was standing next to a tree and it was absolutely massive. When I got older I went back to that tree and tried to get an estimate on the height. I'd say it was seven to seven and a half feet tall. The only way I can compare the body is to that of Arnold Schwarzenegger's. It's unreal how big its shoulders, arms and chest were. It was covered in grey fur that was really shaggy and thick on its shoulders and down part of its body. I know when people describe dogmen you hear a lot of it looked like a timber wolf standing on two legs or it had the head of a German shepherd. This was not that at all. The head and face looked like a werewolf. It had pointed ears on top of its head, its eyes were yellow and almost seemed to glow even in the daylight, and it was snarling with its lips open and it almost seemed to be smiling. The look and smile on this thing's face was pure evil. Sinister is the only way I can describe it. I don't recall if it had a tail or not, and I feel like the legs looked like that of a human's and not bent like a dog's. However, I was mostly looking at the head and the body. After what had to be only about ten seconds, but felt like hours, without warning it broke eye contact with me and took off sprinting to its right. It went through some really thick brush, emerged farther down the tree line and took off into the woods. The thing is, no person could clear what it cleared in the time it did. It was seconds that it ran, probably a good fifty to sixty yards, and it was all thick brush through there. Being absolutely terrified, I went back in the house and didn't go outside the rest of the day. Funnily enough, my aunt came up to me later and said, I heard some strange things outside last night. I'd been meaning to tell you, but I didn't want to freak you out. I didn't tell her what I saw, thinking she'd think I was crazy or making it up, but I insisted she'd tell me. She said she'd heard a loud growling and snarling walking around the house the previous night, unlike anything she's ever heard before. Okay, that's just one. And that is quite typical of the reportings of the sightings that I've been reading about. Now that one did get a reply and this person says their grandfather grew up on the White Earth Reservation in North Minnesota. His grandfather had been born in the early 30s, expert hunter and trapper. And apparently he'd been told about the dog man from the elders and he also uh, told this guy that he'd seen spiritual beings in the forest and he'd learned to respect it. Never liked talking about it apparently, so this person on Reddit didn't push the subject. But they were told there's places in the woods that uh, they were told just don't go there because there's supernatural beings there and you just don't mess with them. I think it's a case if you don't mess with them, they won't mess with you. And I have to say, I've heard that a lot about um, the native tribes. You know, if you go way back, they know about these things and accept it. It's not new to certain people, let's put it that way. Now, on another site called onbeforeitsnews.com, there is a story there called Werewolves of Shawano. Is it Shawano County, Wisconsin? I hope it's Shawano, I'm not sure. Again, sorry if I get that wrong. But Greg Posada and Eugene Pointer of Shawano County, they reported two werewolves seen near Grass Lake on the 9th of January 2013. Two creatures appear to be werewolves and definitely bipedal. 
They said one of the creatures had sort of greyish hair, while the other one had brownish hair. Both of them had snouts and seemed to be bent down drinking water from the lake. They claimed that the creatures sniffed the air and then turned round and looked at them, let off a howl that sounded like a regular wolf and then ran off into the nearby thickets. Now they said the brown looking one was at least seven feet tall, the grey one was about six feet tall, and apparently no more than ten minutes later they saw a silver disc in the surrounding forest and it was just hovering, tilted and then shot up into the sky. Now they did mention that during the time of the sighting everything felt kind of unreal, like in slow motion, and apparently that is called the Oz Factor, which I have never heard about. Like I say, I'm kind of new until really looking into this stuff. This was a term coined by somebody called Randalls in 1983, and it's described as a strange kind of altered state of consciousness experienced by some witnesses of unidentified flying objects. Randalls noted the strange calmness and lack of panic described by witnesses They described it as the sensation of being isolated or transported from the real world into a different environmental framework where reality is but slightly different. So he's called it the Oz factor, sort of associating it with the the Wizard of Oz. Apparently werewolves have been seen in Wisconsin, like I was saying, for a long, long time. First sighting, 1936, that I've come across in, in my research. A witness called Mark Shackleman said he encountered a talking wolfman. This was just east of Jefferson, Wisconsin, on Highway 18. This guy, Mark, driving along the road, saw a strange figure digging in an old Indian mound. Figure was fully covered with hair, stood more than six feet tall, had a muzzle, resembled a dog, but also kind of looked like an ape. He said the hands uh, were misshapen with a twisted thumb and three fully formed fingers and gave off a putrid smell like decaying meat. Now, I know it was 1936, but if I saw something like that, I don't know about you, I don't think I'd be paying that much attention to the hand. Would you not just be looking at the general shape? Maybe the fact it was digging drew his attention to the hands. Don't know. I'm not sure I would be that observant about the weird twisted fingers and stuff. In 1964, there's a report from a man called Dennis Fewless, encountered werewolves two miles away from where Mark Shackleman saw his one. Apparently he was driving home around midnight from his job and this was turning onto Highway 89 from Highway 14. His headlights caught an animal running across the road in front of him, dark brown in colour. He estimated it weighed between 400 and 500 pounds and was 7 or 8 feet tall. Ran across the highway, jumped a barbed wire fence and vanished. And he said that was no man, it was hairy from head to feet. Now this is getting put in as a werewolf, but who knows. There was also another sighting in 1972, Jefferson County. So there are a lot of recorded sightings especially it seems to be in wisconsin so like i'm saying if you do live there congratulations i know there's wolves there i I know there's actual real wolves but werewolves if you've seen one let me know now i mentioned there's a whole lot of websites you can go on if you want to hear more reports of uh, encounters people have had with these creatures these werewolves and dogmen the best podcasts i've come across so far are paranormal roundtable who do loads and loads of dogman and werewolf reporting and 
also BBR investigations with Deborah Hatswell. And if I can just go back to some of the reports that uh, Deborah Hatswell has had up on her website, apparently in 1970s there was a wolf man seen in a Scottish town called Oban, and this witness was a, a male man who was on his way to work. It was a winter's morning in the Scottish town of Oban, and he described seeing a creature racing along the road at very high speed in the opposite direction to him. He said this beast totally ignored him, just continued on its journey. He said it was about three o'clock in the morning and for a few brief seconds he encountered a tall man-like figure with wolf-like features hurtling along the road at breakneck speed. Now another one, I want to read you this because this just sounds horrific. Helmsley Wolfman, 2000. So this guy says, my I'm going to read it just as it's written, okay? My experience goes back to two years ago in North Yorkshire to what can only be described as seeing a werewolf. I'm a logical person. To me, they are something from horror films and science fiction and don't exist. But after what I heard and then seeing it, I now believe different. I've googled ever since to see if anyone has seen anything in that area but never found anything. It's the first time I've posted, as obviously posting I've seen a werewolf leaves me open to ridicule. Put it this way, I won't camp out on the moors again. I went out for a walk outside my motorhome and can only describe hearing what was blood-curdling howls, exactly as you would imagine from a movie. I heard them to the side of me, so decided to walk back to my van. Then the howls were in front of me, so yes, I started to do a fast walk. Then I saw the shape of something shaggy on two legs. It was behind my motorhome and it stood up. It was about six foot tall, shaggy, with glowing red eyes and stood on two legs. It was not a dog. This was far too big. I've had dogs all my life, never heard a howl as deep or loud. Plus, I've never heard my dogs howl like this. There was no one around for miles, a pretty remote place, no animals, no farm animals. It was exactly as you'd imagine from the horror movies, but I didn't see it close up. Instead, I legged it as fast as I could. I saw the shape of it from a distance. I heard it following me and to the side of me, so I moved pretty quick. It was wandering outside my van for a while, a good 20 minutes. It sounded like it was underneath. To be honest, I sat there quiet and was too scared to look out the window. No one was playing a prank. In the morning, nothing. No evidence. I went to the spot where it would have stood. That's where I get the estimate. It was six feet. I had lit a fire earlier outside. I'm presuming seeing a fire in the middle of nowhere attracted it. It was foggy. It wasn't camping season. Only me out there in a camper van. No footprints around the van in the morning. Nothing. Now, if that's true, and I've no reason to doubt them, who am I to doubt them? That sounds absolutely horrific. What I did find really fascinating was you have these people who come forward and say, yes, I've encountered this. But if you go on sites like, I found one called ghostsandmonsters.com, fantastic name, they tell you the difference very clearly between dogmen and werewolves. And they say, for one, dogmen do not pass on a curse or shapeshift at all. Dogmen are hybrids. Now, they do go on to give a very clear list of things that dogmen can do and things that werewolves can do and I am not sure how they know these things quite so clearly. Who knows? But if you do want to go and have a little look through this expert's opinion on the difference between them, that is ghostsandmonsters.com. 
I must admit, I do have a little chuckle because unless you are one, how are you going to know? Maybe he is one, but you think typing would be hard with pause, wouldn't you? Now, before I go, I do want to leave you with this encounter. Now, I think I found this on Quora. You know, you can type in your questions and people put in lots of replies. This is a story about a hunter. Now, this hunter apparently did come across one of these things and it walked directly towards him. And once it got a couple of hundred yards away, he shot it. He wasn't taking any chances. And I want to just read you exactly what it says here and I'm going to leave you with this. He clearly saw the impact and was sure he made a clean kill shot. However, after dropping down to all fours for a moment, the creature stood back up on its hind legs and resumed walking toward the man. The man shot two more times in a panic but missed both shots. He then jumped out of his tree stand, ran the 50 feet to his ATV and quickly exited the area. He was hunting on his family's property and went straight home. The next morning, when he woke up, the dogman was standing in the field behind the hunter's house, statue still, staring at the house. In the days to come, the man came to believe it was stalking him. He saw huge dog tracks next to his home and tracks on his back porch. One day he came home after spending a couple of days away and found that someone had kicked in his front door, walked straight to his bedroom, found the hunting jacket the man always wore and left it on his bed with a dog print on it. Okay, what would you do? So there we have it, friends. Lycanthropes, werewolves, dogmen. Maybe not quite so mythical and fictional as we were led to believe. What do you think? Are these things real? Can this do they can they exist? Seriously, what what do you make of this? I really genuinely want to hear your thoughts. I'm fascinated, especially if you've seen something like this, even if you're not sure. Have you heard a growl? Have you heard a howl? Are you scared to go out when there's a full moon? I don't know what to make of all these encounters that I'm hearing about. Check out those sites I told you about in the podcasts. It's um, Paranormal Roundtable and Deborah Hatswell's BBR Investigations. There's so many accounts and they sound very believable, most of them. I'd really be interested to know what you think when you hear these encounters for yourself. So that's it for this week, friends. I do hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to check the links below. They will take you to magical places where there are no werewolves, like my blog and YouTube channel. Feel free to nip along to the Buy Me A Coffee site. I do have some free downloads there for you to have a look at and see if any of them will be of use to you. There's all sorts of things from seed planners to helping you get your house all cleaned up and tidy. And if you would like to buy me a coffee, that would be most welcome as well. So until next week, friends, you take care of your wee self.